Welcome to the Aftershock Central Podcast. I'm Martin. Joining me tonight is a different crew. From uh, from the Indie Alley, I have Andrew and Fred. What's up, fellas? What's up, What's happening? Man, hey. it's it's so cool to hear you guys not on a podcast. Well, I mean, we're on a podcast, but you know, like actually <laughs> right, talking yeah. to you. Yeah. Heck yeah. yeah. I feel like we made it because I've been listening to your nap- network for almost, has it been two years you've had it at least? Oh, uh, t- yeah, I think we, I think we kicked the network off like three or four years ago. Okay, so I started like two years ago, and coincidentally, Aftershock Podcast was the first podcast I ever listened to. So, well, look at that! Wow, <laughs> wow, that's uh, that's fancy. Welcome. There you go. Yeah, uh, we've it, made it, Andrew. You <laughs> made it. <laughs> you made it. You started out listening, then you had a podcast. Now you're on the network. It's great, man. Yeah, that's awesome. I uh, I wasn't actually very familiar with Andrew, but Fred, I've I've chatted with you before on Twitter a lot, so it's good to yeah, have yeah. you guys on the network. So anyone listening to this, yeah. go check out Indie Alley. You guys do a great job. Uh, yeah, I'm not I'm not you. a big wrestling guy, but uh, I I like hearing people talk about wrestling, especially when they're passionate about it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, and I, I like I like it too because we get to spend. Also, we get to spend it with my 13 year old son Joey too. So it's a way for us to bond. Yeah, that's awesome. So, it's yeah. uh, I've I've had a couple of my kids on a few episodes of certain shows, and uh, it's always fun. I, I don't yeah. think I do it like every episode, you know. But uh, yeah, it's good. <laughs> it's good. I mean, he's you our know, star, though. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you get all the downloads man you gotta have yeah. him on right no i hear you it's funny i uh <laughs> um they probably should not do this but uh some of my uh, oldest girl's friends actually listen to the nerd legion podcast and uh i'm like man i hope your parents don't know that you're listening because that is not a kid-friendly show <laughs> but uh, anyways yeah, especially like the beginning of our show either, because me and Andrew happened to drop some f bombs in there. Yeah, uh, yeah well, it's not like they never heard an f bomb before. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so if anyone's wondering where uh, Ronnie and Travis are, they're too busy. Uh, they've been fired because uh, they've become obsolete. You know, they're they're over. Well, I mean, you guys are over forty. We're not telling anybody. Uh, actually, Travis is not over forty, but he's he's obsolete. So I've replaced them. For this week, uh, they'll be back next week. We have uh, well, we have an announcement. We'll we'll save that to the end. We're gonna have a special guest on next week's episode. But uh, since I have you guys on, you guys love AfterShock. Let's talk about an AfterShock oh, yeah. book. Definitely yeah. sounds good to me. We only have one book to talk about this week, and that is "You Are Obsolete" number one. Everyone loves a number one. Uh, written by Matthew Clickstein with art by Evgeny Bornyakov. Colors by Lauren Affey and letters by Simon Boland. And uh, who wants to kick the conversation off? There's a lot to talk about in this book. Um, I I guess I'll I'll take it because I, I when I first started reading this book, I, the first impression I got from it was it gave a vibe of a short story that I read maybe in middle school. It was a it was written by Jerome Bigsby and it was called It's a Good Life, mm-hmm. um, which happens to be made into a Twilight Zone episode in 1961. Uh, you told me that you heard about it, or you've watched that too? Yeah, uh, so Martin? so when I was growing up, I, I guess NBC, who owns that? CBS owns it, right? Uh, yeah. On CBS, they used to do 
I want to say like the Labor Day Marathon, uh, where they would do 24 hours of the Twilight Zone. And so my dad and uh, one of my younger brothers and I would watch, like, we'd just sit there all day and just watch Twilight Zone episodes. Uh, so I'm very familiar with that uh, with that episode. It's uh, it's one of the more popular ones, I would say. Uh, mm-hmm. Not my favorite. Um, oh, God, I can't remember the title of the one that I really like. The one with the, the, the guy that works at the bank and the nuclear bombs go off and he gets trapped oh, in the yeah, bond. Yeah. Uh, that's my favorite episode. And he wants to just read. Yeah, he just yeah. wants to read, and then his well, can we spoil a sixty-year-old thing? <laughs> his glasses <laughs> <think> break, so. <laughs> yeah. so he can't read anymore. Uh, yeah, that that's one of my favorites. Um, there's uh, there's another one about uh, an alien invasion, um, where like the aliens. Have you guys ever seen the movie Dark City? I have not. I have not either. Oh my god! No. Uh, Dark City is one of the best sci-fi films of the last 30 years that nobody has seen uh it came out the year before the matrix and the plot is almost identical uh except instead of a computer simulation it's aliens that are like they put people to sleep and they like rearrange their lives they change memories and and conscious thoughts and stuff like that and when they wake up they're living a brand new life and don't remember anything about the one before um this twilight zone episode is very similar to that and uh, I really enjoyed that one as well. Um, of course, the Shatner one—that's a classic, you know. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I love Twilight Zone. We uh, we used to watch that marathon every year. Uh, I I actually own the DVDs for uh, the series. Um, I, I try to watch it all the time. It's uh, it's good times. Yeah, it's good times. It, it is. Uh, actually, the first time I seen it, I think it was in fifth or sixth grade, and my English teacher used to stop the tv show halfway through and we would have to write the rest of the story what we thought would happen or how we uh pictured it playing out really yeah that's so awesome. it was yeah it was good times to like be creative with our writing that's like uh, uh that's pretty advanced for fifth grade man no doubt yeah dang that's awesome <laughs> um yeah so uh the twilight zone episode it's a good life uh interesting i think didn't they remake that for the movie I, I think so because I, I Googled it. Um, I know that you're not a fan of Google, Martin, but never heard of it. <laughs> I, right. I, I, I used, I searched it. Um, <laughs> and yeah, they, there was some other ones that popped up, um, that were like in color and stuff, not 1961. So I'm guessing that they did remake it. Yeah. I think, uh, I think that was one of the ones in the movie and then the, the Shatner one was remade. Um, and then there was one with uh, John Lithgow. I can't remember which episode that was. Um, yeah, the movies. The movies worth watching. Yeah, uh, I've seen the movie. I think that came out maybe late eighties, early nineties. Um, all right. So yes, very similar to this episode. So explain a little bit how it's similar to this Twilight Zone episode. I could talk Twilight Zone all day, by the way. <laughs> yeah, uh, the reason why I say it is because like they're in in the small town of Peaksville, Ohio. Twilight Zone takes place. Uh, we also get a small town feel in this book as uh, a small island off of es- Estonia, if I remember correctly. Um, yep, Muhu Island. It, yes, and then on the episode, everything is con- on the TV show. It's controlled by like one boy that happens to be six year old, and we kind of get the same thing in this book, and it seems to be like mind controlled as well. Um, that's that's where I drew the comparison right right away. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm with that. Uh, there, I mean, there's some differences too, right? It's not just like a direct copy of that. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. It seems yeah, because, like – go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say that because they do happen to have power and things like that. You know, they weren't uh, – have power on uh, Twilight Zone and things like that. So there are yeah, distinct differences. Yeah, and I, I'm trying to figure out like if there's something relating to technology as well because these kids are constantly on the phone, right? Um, yeah. I guess maybe that's how they communicate privately. Uh, and I wonder if maybe the way to get around them figuring out what you're saying is for you to communicate via phone, right? Because mm-hmm. when, uh, when the reporter's at the, at the bar, for example, and she meets that girl and the girl's like, I don't care if the kids hear me, like whatever. I'm about to be 40 anyway. Uh, which is one of the twists we'll get to in a second. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder, like, no matter what they say, right? Even if they just think a thought, the kids know it. Um, yeah. And I wonder if the way to get around that is maybe to communicate by phone. See, I think it's the opposite. I think it's technology that is how they're doing what they're doing. I think because you see like they're kind of using video surveillance and maybe it's the technology itself that they're using to control the whole town. I like that. Yeah, I like that. That's uh, similar to the book we talked about last week uh, at the wedding. Um Mm. where technology is kind of the the root of all the problems, really. Uh, and maybe getting rid of it is the answer to uh, solving some of those problems. Uh, so the twist here is that uh, there's no old people in this town. Uh, <laughs> once you turn 40, you die. And coincidentally, this reporter, that's our main character, is about to turn 40 in, I guess, a week or two uh, from the time this book starts. So maybe it's one of those things where they bring in people that are – getting close to the age for whatever reason. We haven't learned that yet. Uh, and bring them into this town. Because uh, some yeah. of the people that we see, I don't think they're townies, right? Like the majority of them are. Uh, but for example, that one woman that has the fit in the bar, she doesn't seem like a townie. No. Mm-mm. And maybe that's because they're having to replenish people to <laughs> to run the town for them or, or to do the menial tasks because as they start wiping out the 40-year-olds – they need some people in the town. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, I'm I'm safe. I still have a couple years left. <laughs> We're already gone. <laughs> <laughs> We're gone. Yep. Uh, so, what what do you guys think it is that uh, that these kids want from these people? Because I mean, there's obviously a lot of people dying, right? We see a, a panel in the cemetery, and there's like ten guys digging graves. Yeah. Uh, so there's a lot of people here. I'm going to play on that technology thing again. I think it is really they look at it and they've done a mathematical equation and they have their computers and they say, okay, once you reach this age, you're really of no use to us in this society. And we're going to replace you with some younger, better versions of people to keep running our society. I think they're little geniuses, weird little creepy geniuses, but geniuses. You know, that's funny. I hadn't even thought about that. Uh, It does seem to be – a lot of social commentary, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Kind of veiled behind this horror story or horror-esque type story. Um, I would say more like traditional horror too. If mm-hmm. you uh, if you look at books or comics or movies from like the 50s and 60s, uh, this is the kind of horror that you got, right? There was no yeah. blood, gore, and violence. It was suspense and like what's hiding behind the corner, right? You don't see the monster till the end. Uh, and, you know, we, we do see the kids, so that's kind of out the window. 
Uh, but there's a lot to wonder about them. Like they just cruise around the, the whole town in their car, like <laughs> 20 deep in there. How do they fit? It's like a clown car. <laughs> and is an adult driving them? I couldn't tell. I stared at that panel multiple times, and I can't tell if there's an adult driving them around. It did look like an adult, but kind of an adult in a, in a daze, right? Like yeah. a zo- almost zombie-like. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, the, the the two adults that we do see in the book, they kind of it, it kind of reminded me like Martin Morazzo's art for Ice Cream Man, um, like he like the the smile and like the just the emptiness and those people, um, that was really creepy to me. Yeah, that book is fantastic, by the way. Yeah. Ice Cream Man is off the chain. Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. It uh, it does seem you know now that you mention it, Andrew, it, it does seem like commentary because that's kind of how. Like YouTube culture is, for example, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe not some, I mean, I don't know about Twitter. At least the circles that I run in, it seems like, mm-hmm. you know, comic fans are all 35 plus, uh, <laughs> having crazy arguments on Twitter, uh, about comic books. But, uh, you know, my kids don't watch TV. All they do is watch YouTube. And there is a lot of this culture within YouTube where like once you get past like, I don't, I, I wouldn't say 40, but like 25 even. Probably. You know, yeah. You're kind of grown out of the market by that point, <laughs> uh, which is crazy. I mean, yeah. I remember being 25. Yeah, that was 13 years ago, not terribly long ago. Uh, I didn't feel like an old man at 25. And I wonder if things have changed that much in the past 13 years where, like, at 25, you're done, right? Or at least maybe that's how these kids see it. Probably that's about when you'd be done with college. So maybe they see you now as just you're part of the workforce. You're not hip anymore. I don't know what it is, but yeah, that makes sense. About yeah. 25. <laughs> there were, uh, there were some of these themes and things like, uh, children of the corn, for example. Um, oh, yeah. and, uh, I, I was never a huge fan of this series, but I remember seeing, I think it was the second or third film in theaters. Uh, and I was, I must've been like, I don't know, 15 or 16 when that came out. Um, and I remember thinking like, yeah, like at, you know, 25, 30, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna be old. Like I'm past that. I can just <laughs> die. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it doesn't even matter. And, and now as I'm approaching 40, I'm like, well, no, like I'm just starting my life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I, I don't know a whole lot about, uh, Matthew Clickstein, so I'm not sure what demographic he's in. Uh, I do know he, he does like film and TV, for example. Um, so yeah. maybe he's a little more in touch with that segment of things. Um, but even like with my kids, I don't see a whole lot of that. Um, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't experience it too much with my kids, but I know it's out there. Yeah. You know, you hear it, you hear it in Twitter. I've heard people that say that, that they argue. And sometimes some younger people will come in and argue and their, their immediate insult is, well, you're old. You don't know. Anything. <laughs> 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 yeah. Isn't so. that funny though? Like, you know, 50, 60 years ago, oh, I mean, maybe, maybe even more than that. But like, when you're, when you're approaching that age, you're, you're like a wise person. You know what I mean? Like that you're somebody that people would go to, to yeah. get some insight into what the hell you should do with life. Uh, and now it seems like that's kind of gone by the wayside. Oh, yeah. Right? When you I get past agree. a certain age, you just kind of get thrown away. You're um, out of touch. Yeah, you're out of touch. It's like, you know, you're retired. You have nothing to contribute anymore. You know, go hang out in Florida for the rest of your life and uh, whatever. You know, go play bingo. Uh, like that's that's your job in life, and uh, and that's crazy to me. It's crazy. Yeah. 
Hmm. I don't know, man. It's creeped me out. Yeah, I'm with you because, uh, you know, after I pushed over 40, I, I still think 40 is the new 30. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I, I still try to learn the lingo with my teenagers and things like that. So, you know, I'm trying I'm trying to be hip. I'm I'm the hipster dad. <laughs> a little aside is because Fred's kids are still too young to call him on it. My kids are a little older. They call me on the bad dad jokes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm curious what Ronnie would say. Ronnie's the, uh, the king of dad jokes. Uh, and, and his kids aren't even that much older than mine, you know? Um, I think his oldest is maybe two or three years older than mine. So, uh, yeah, I'm curious what he would say. Uh, how'd you guys feel about, uh, the art in this book? I, I really enjoyed the art and I, I, it brought me back to, is it Descent, Descendant? Yeah. Um, same artist. Yeah, because it looked just like it immediately. So I, you know, I went back and looked at the artist's name to make sure and I was like, wow, it, it's, it's done really well. I, I like the facial uh, expressions. I'm a big facial expression guy. So, you know, where the, the lady at the bar where it says help in her eyes, I thought that was really cool touch. Yeah. Um, you know, just just the eyes, like how they focus on the eyes a lot in this book, uh, was a really nice touch. Like it helps tell the story, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm curious sometimes when they do that kind of thing, if that's uh, if that's an artist thing, or if it's something that the literary contributes. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know. That doesn't seem like a Simon Bolin thing to be, but I could be wrong. Yeah, I see what you mean. How that they just—that's the go-to for kind of creepy and scary is to focus on the eyes i wonder that's a good question how much input the artist has on that one for me it was the smiles the smiles really creeped me out throughout the whole thing (laughs) i was thinking um gideon in a little bit joker i was like oh these smiles trip and i didn't know if they were permanent smiles and then as the story went on i realized no they're fake smiles because they don't want the kids to know they're not smiling i was like that makes it even creepier i think Yeah, but it seems like the kids know anyway, right? <laughs> Maybe they're so frightened they just – that's just their natural – I don't know. Because <laughs> like the guy in the bar, you know, he's just smiling at her. Please don't report this. Don't put this in your report, you know. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was a nice touch. He's like, yeah, I'm off the clock anyway. Don't even worry about <laughs> it. Uh, but you know the kids know. I mean there's cameras everywhere, right? Yeah. Um, did they mention why it is that uh, this girl, the the journalist – was kind of kicked out of whatever job she had. Uh, I know she wrote some kind of article, but I don't know if they mentioned what the actual topic of it was. They didn't. Um, yeah, no, I, I was, I even read the text message to see if it was mentioned in there and it didn't come to that either. So I'm wondering if we're going to get that in the next issue, maybe get a backstory on her a yeah. little bit. Yeah, that'd be good. He gave two little hints that I saw. One, she talked about that she promised she was going to give up drinking. So maybe she did it while she was drunk, whatever she did. Mm. And then she said something about one little mistake or one little comment and you end up, you know, in some island in the middle of nowhere, something <laughs> of that effect. So it must have just been one little thing she did and boom, it was over. Uh, by the way, I did look this island up and it is nowhere near as interesting as this book says. <laughs> uh, literally like nothing has happened there in like a thousand years almost um it, there was some like big battle during one of the crusades and that's about it 
Um, so yeah, interesting. Uh, no, no vampire lore or something weird for us to tap into. No, no vampire lore that I saw. I mean, I, I don't know a whole lot about Estonian culture. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. uh, whether that, that is a thing, I, I don't know. Um, but just by looking up the very brief history of this island, like literally if you look it up, you, you find one paragraph, uh, cause mm-hmm. nothing has happened there, right? Um, aside from this, I think there were two battles, like one during the crusades and then like a follow up battle where a bunch of the, the native Estonians got killed by some empire or something. Uh, but that's it. That's it. No. No disease where like forty year olds are dropping off the earth there. No, no, no disease. <laughs> uh, but since you brought that up, though, I'm curious what you guys think is the deal with this forty year old thing. Uh, is this like uh, an ancient curse? Uh, are these kids demons? Are they ghosts? Is this like a uh, like a purgatory type situation? Like, what do you guys think is going on here? Wow. Well, you know, it is aftershock, so I could see like some purgatory stuff happening. Um, uh, but I'm I'm not quite sure. Uh, it's it's something with like kids. Like anytime I see kids and they're creepy, like for instance, Colin Bunn's books, he's always has like a kid in it, and it just creeps the crap out of me, man. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, this book is full of those kids. Um, I'm not sure, actually. Yeah, I, I don't know. Just even the way the guy dies at the beginning, no one touches him, nothing. They just – he falls over and dies. So right. I was like, what did – was he poisoned? Was he? And they never go back and explain what happened. He just dies. <laughs> yeah, from that part right there in the beginning that Andrew's talking about, uh, when the guy keels over and dies, they like speak out loud and then they kind of like get a little angry with each other and say, you know, we're not supposed to speak out loud. Mm-hmm. We should text. I'm wondering what's up with that. So maybe maybe the kids are working for somebody else. Possibly, yeah. Mm. And I wonder are they are they actually children or are they like you said aliens or ghosts or all that? Because I mean, surely they're not actually kids, right? Yeah, I would hope not. Because you never know. I mean, it seems like they've been in this town for a while. I would assume. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have to have some way of keeping these people here. Otherwise, like anybody could just leave. So do they, when people die off, do they see the fountain of youth and they stay youthful? Is that a thing? Oh, see, I like that. So kind of like, uh, like a witchcraft thing, like soul, so like soul yeah. sucking. Yeah. Something like that. Like, I mean, it is Estonia. Andrew asked about vampires. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna get hate mail from Estonia now. <laughs> send it to Andrew. Yeah. Estonia, send all your hate tweets to at Rambo three sixteen. <laughs> he loves getting hate mail. It's his favorite thing. Um, yeah, I, I don't know the vampires of Estonia. Maybe. Oh, yeah, I don't know. I actually don't know. I, I'm gonna feign that I don't know where that's going yet. Right. That one, I'm confused still. Figured out the technology part, but that part I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm, I'm, I'm looking this up right now. There are some like I don't even know what what are those things called. Um, God, it's like demons that like suck your life force when you're asleep. Uh, there are some tales of that, like psychic vampire type things. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm just going over briefly some old like Estonian 
runic songs, apparently. Uh, and there is some stuff about young girls going out at night and like seducing young men and like stealing their money and whatever. Uh, so maybe there's some of that like sirens, you know, the old sirens from Greek uh-huh. mythology. Um, I, I don't get that feeling from these kids yet. Like I get, mm-hmm. I get like a strong black eyed kids vibe. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, cause they're just creepy kids again. And, uh, even though I don't know if that was, the, the mythology of that was ever necessarily resolved. Uh, it is pretty interesting. Yeah, our main character isn't scared really yet. So that's the big difference. You know, we're not getting – she's just kind of like us. She's just kind of like, well, what is this? This is kind of weird. But she hasn't really hit the fear level, I don't think. Well, and I think the fact that she's a journalist actually helps move the story along in that sense. Uh, yeah. Because she wouldn't be afraid. She would be curious and want to find more out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. If it was somebody else, they'd be like, nope, I'm out of here. Right? Yeah. Like, as soon as you see the cab driver with that weird smile, you're like, nope, gotta go. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, when she fell asleep on her bed and stuff, it, I think her notebook said, who are the children? Yeah. So I think we're gonna get some of that upcoming. We'll get, hopefully we get the little everything. Do you know if this is a five issue run or? I usually assume five issues on all the Aftershock books. Okay. Yeah. And then I just get surprised when more pop up. Uh, like, I walked through hell. I was like, yeah, it's probably five or six issues. Nope. Twelve. Right. Um, I mean, I think just like any book, it's as long as people buy it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you can have a certain number of issues where you're like, yep, this is a story I'm going to tell. And if I have to end it here, it ends here. Uh, if people really enjoy it and keep buying it, then I can find a way to continue that. Um, I, I mean, that was kind of the case with Dark Ark. Uh, I don't know if you guys listened to uh, when when Cullen was on and, and Ronnie and Travis talked to him, uh, but that was kind of how it was pitched, and uh, just kind of out of the blue, and it ended up working really well. Now we're getting a new Dark Art coming out in a couple of weeks. Nice. So uh, yeah, yeah, I'm excited for that one. Cullen's yeah. great. Cullen's great. Um, yeah. Cool. What else you guys have in this book? Uh, let me see. I did write something down. Unlike you, Martin, I do take some notes. Man, uh, you and Travis would get along so well. <laughs> Travis has like notebooks full of stuff. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> no, I just I just have one piece of paper, and I think you hit. I think we all hit everything I have written down. Fantastic! Uh, all right, let's uh, give this book some ratings. Oh, I forgot to warn you, Andrew. Uh, Martin does ratings. <laughs> Let's see, let's see, let's see. I'd give it a four. Great. Since Ronnie's not here, I'm going to do ratings too, actually. When Ronnie's here, I don't do ratings, just to piss him off. (laughs) Yeah. um, Are you giving round numbers or? You can do whatever you want, man. Travis does like uh, made up numbers, like (laughs) 3.14. I don't even know what he does. Okay. Uh, I would give it a four and a half. Four and a half. That's good. Yeah. I think I'm going to be with you. I'm going to go four and a half as well. It's very good. Yeah, I'm looking forward is. to the it's next very, one. It's very creepy. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, yes, it is. Uh, all right. Next week, we have two books. We have Bad Reception number two and Night's Temporal number three. So uh, that'll be a good week. Okay. That'll be a good week. Uh, also, I guess we'll make the announcement. Elliot Rahal will be joining us next week. I'm going to kick Andrew and Fred by the wayside for now. <laughs> I'd love to have you guys back on, by the way. You guys are awesome. Uh, but Ronnie and Travis will be back on for the next episode. Uh, we'll be talking about those new books. And then Elliot will be on, and we'll talk about uh, Midnight Vista, 
very excited to talk to him about that because I want to believe that there's aliens. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's got some great stories, so uh, looking forward to that. Why don't you guys tell everybody where they can find you guys? Uh, that, that's your category, Andrew. Oh, you're the my host. category. I get to, <laughs> I get to do it. So I thought I was getting a day off from being host. But <laughs> you can find us at Indie Alley on Twitter. Uh, you can find Fred at Fred Reads Comics. And you can find me at Real Comics, R-E-E-L Comics. Um, hit us up. We talk about independent wrestling, independent comics. We're always up for a chat about our favorite book or our favorite wrestler. Yeah. Fantastic. Uh, yeah, I really enjoyed the last episode because, uh, you guys picked some books that were not on my radar. Uh, I know Fred, I told you, I think on, over Twitter. Um, sometimes when you read a lot of books, you miss some. You know what I mean? It's tough. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough. That is true because, you know, I, I know that you read like, 30 some bucks a week like I do so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, at least I'm going uh, mostly comicsology now so it, it makes it a little bit easier uh, makes it a little bit easier but uh, cool you can of course find all of us on Twitter as well Ronnie's at Rumbar316 Travis is at The Great Magnet I'm a Geek Vine the show is at Aftershock Pod thank you for listening see you next week <laughs> <laughs>